morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Through Pierre, on another fine, fabulous, fantastic Friday, friends, for Torch Report 374. As the world slowly wakes up like sands through an hourglass. Friends, it's a feel-good Friday today, and there are many, many things that we can all appreciate. I'm just going to line a few of them out for us today, and we will dabble in the news just a little bit. But first, let's just open up with a great big smile. Huh? Give me that big grin ear to ear, friends. When you smile, it's good for you, like really good for you. When you smile, in fact, even if you force it, you reap the rewards. It's a physiological shift. You, you release endorphins, all the happy hormones, which alleviate stress and reduce blood pressure, strengthening the immune system, increasing your endurance, reducing pain, and helping you live long and prosper. You get to live a longer and more enjoyable life when you smile. It's just that easy, friends. It's simple. It's it's free. It's effective. And it's backed by science. Not the science, but actual science. I put a few links in here in today's report. Nine superpowers of your smile, 10 big benefits of smiling, and 11 science-backed benefits of smiling. So go ahead and grin a little, friends. Let me see if I can help you out with that. I want to share a couple pictures with you. I, I snapped this shot uh, when I, I checked into the nicest place I could find in Diga, India. Now, friends, please know if you're listening on a pat on a podcast platform like Apple or Spotify, whatever, uh, you can't actually see this picture of yours truly all dressed up in uh, Diga, India. But I snapped this shot here with these spiffy kind of velvety curtains and these really cool tassely curtain rod uh, curtain things. Anyway, friends, along with uh, sporting the fuller beard, I was trying to blend in with the locals, as you can tell by the picture there. Most people had no idea I was not. Uh, uh, from from the local area, unless I opened my mouth and started talking. But I was uh, trying to blend in, digging the drapes and all that. And I just, I want to share with you a little bit about my accommodations. Mind you, I'd been in India for almost a month at this point. So I was splurging here. I really wanted to get some toilet I wanted a toilet and a hot shower. That's what I really wanted. So I was getting five-star accommodations. And I got the, I, I took a shot of my five-star blanket and a view out the window of my five-star accommodations here. You can see the uh, you know kind of tattered, fuzzy blanket. Look like Looks like it's been drug around through the back streets of India for about a decade before they threw it on the bed. Anyway, and plus it was almost you know like 100 degrees. So why would anybody need that fuzzy blanket? I don't know, friends. But I did, uh, after I checked... In, I checked in. I did have to go frantically around town searching in all the little shops. I was looking for some, uh, shall we say, some functional paper, which actually turned out to be a bundle of napkins because nobody in Diga, India, seemed to know what toilet paper was. There was not a roll to be found. I would have paid a pretty penny for it. But I was excited to have a toilet and a hot shower, so I really didn't mind having to go find a bundle of napkins to do my business. At any rate, friends, besides that, if I hadn't been backpacking around uh, on, on the east coast of India there in Diga area and found this plush Michael Jackson suite that I booked, uh, I might have booked a hotel online or something and ended up in a slightly less snazzy place like this uh, this Ma'a hotel and restaurant here. Again, picture in the report today. You can tell uh, you might not be able to... 
I guess it by their online presence, but the Ma'a Hotel and Restaurant is looking a little bit like a dive, friends. But even that place was close to the beach, which, of course, is pretty much why I was there and everybody else. So, you know, there's nothing quite as refreshing to my soul as busting out a little bit of yoga by the ocean. And I put several shots in the article today, friends, of of some yoga. And I was doing this yoga It was just all by myself. I went way, 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 way down the beach, found a little uh, flat pier, scrolled out my mat there and was just doing yoga. And it was for me, it was it was a personal celebration of sorts. You know, I was getting a new lease on life. And and I realized for some of you looking at these pictures, you might be thinking, that makes me hurt just looking at it. My knees hurt just looking at it. But again, for me, I had just got a new lease on life. You know, when the VA wanted to amputate my foot. It was yoga that transformed my life. And it wasn't just the physical part either. It was the the mental and emotional transformation as well. And, you know, I was grateful. I was grateful for having kept my foot, for gaining the strength and the range of motion that I had never had before in my life. Even in my athletic youth, I never could, you know, do the things I could do after I had done thousands of hours of yoga. But it was it was really the inner work that changed my life the most. And we're going to get to more on that here in a moment first, but let's go ahead and get to the news here. Luke, what are you doing? Let's get to the news. Friends, don't forget to smile. Uh, got a little picture there with me in a clown nose. And that was at the, uh, the Bonneville, not the, uh, the war bonnet roundup out in Idaho. Anyway, friends, the world is slowly waking up and I I've been seeing more and more articles trickling in about the, uh, the threats of AI, being used to systematically seek and destroy any sort of political dissent. Today, there was a a story that popped up over at Fox News, and it says, five things conservatives need to know before AI wipes out conservative thought altogether. The subtitle of that is AI is Biden's new weapon, and conservatives need to wake up to the threat. Now, I highlighted that and I modified it with just a minor correction. In reality, everyone needs to wake up to the threat of AI wiping out free thought and humanity altogether. This headline, it pretty much captures what I've been squawking about for months and months. You know, this AI guys, I mean, they're using algorithmic social interventions to control emerging perceptions and, and change voting behavior and all that kind of stuff. So, but for, for the, for the casual Fox news consumer, they really reduced this threat down to five consumable concerns, and I'm going to share it with you. None of this should be new if you've been with me, but maybe this is the first time you've tuned in to the Torch Report because somebody shared it with you. And by the way, thank you for sharing because sharing is caring. Now, the five consumable uh, concerns as simplified for the casual Fox News consumer. Number one is that big tech has a monopoly on truth. And specifically, they call out Google, who through their search results basically uh, get to determine what people are going to decide what is true or not. The second thing that they say is that brainwashing is no longer science fiction. Now, I have done a lot of research and reporting on mind control, particularly communist mind control techniques and and sophisticated fifth generation warfare. But brainwashing is no longer science fiction. Friends, the truth is it has not been. Uh, Brainwashing has been a clinical science for uh, you know, about a hundred years or so now, they've really understood the physiological way to biologically hack the brain and rewire it at the neural synaptic level. 
Now, the third point that's, you know, reduced down for the the average Fox consumer is that the GOP is truly the grand old party. And they emphasize old there, implying that the GOP is completely out of touch with the immediacy of this threat. The GOP would rather fund endless wars in far off lands and bicker about the debt ceiling and Social Security than realize they are facing imminent extinction if they do not wise up fast. And I agree with that sentiment 100%. The fourth thing they point out here from Fox is that Democrats have us right where they want us. Biden has already pledged $140 million to establish seven different AI research institutes. I wonder if Dr. Fauci is going to get in on that. I don't know. These research institutes for AI. Anyway, Biden, or more apt, his handlers, you know, they just created a new National Artificial Intelligence Advisory Committee in order to make sure that the government goes more fully woke before it goes more fully broke and that they can use AI to, you know, assimilate the rest of us or as many as they can along the way. Now, the fifth thing they point out there is that failure is not an option. And I really appreciate that fifth point because failure is not an option. That's exactly what I've been saying. From Torch Report 292, Wisdom for the Hard Times, I read, hug your loved ones, pause to appreciate the little things, accept that what's happening is truly historic and in fact entirely horrific and realize that we are faced with an opportunity right now to fight for freedom and dignity in this epic battle for the hearts and minds of humanity. It is for our loved ones and for all the little things, for all the good things in life that we must rise up and rebel and fight with all of our might. This is our chance, friends. It's now or never. It's do or die. The stakes could not be more dire. But... Even in the midst of the current chaos, even in the face of such daunting odds, life is still good. Never lose sight of that. Life is still good. And never stop fighting for that life that's worth having, for that future that's worth having. Never stop resisting the tyranny, friends, that is gripping the globe and ripping our country apart. Failure is not an option. End quote. And then... From Torch Report 352, the battle for the soul of America. At this point, all of these initiatives, which are Marxist, socialist, communist, at their core, they have been baked into the UN Sustainable Development Goals and the myriad international treaties that have cropped up and been driving public policies for the last several decades. In short, we must teach future generations what it means to be an American. In order to win this battle for the soul of America, we must lead by example, and failure is not an option, period, end quote. And one more little excerpt here, friends, from Torch Report 372, Overcoming the Impossible Odds. When I was in the Army, sometimes things sucked. When things sucked, the phrase we used to power through was suck it up and drive on. Just keep going. Not dead. Don't stop. Failure is not an option. Adapt and overcome. Do whatever it takes. Dig deep and find that inner strength. Overcome the pain and adversity and complete the mission. By embracing hardship in this way, we can develop mental toughness. And we're going to need some mental toughness and some intestinal fortitude if we, will, if we are to stand any chance, any chance whatsoever, at overcoming the odds and defeating the beast of global tyranny. Failure is not an option. Friends, it would be nearly impossible to list every viable threat 
or the innumerable angles uh, from which our common sense and our culture and human decency are under attack. Today's deep state has become a modern Gestapo, you know, with remarkable similarities, I might add. Uh, our, our government has been weaponized against the people. And to this end, Victor Davis Hansen uh, offers an excellent summary. He was out today. I put the link in the report. He offers an excellent. Victor Davis Hansen offers an excellent summary of the most recent deep state shenanigans, detailing how they've really pushed the envelope of lawlessness to unprecedented levels. He opens with a straightforward assertion stating that the, the, the left is waging a full-fledged Maoist cultural revolution, which is correct, and he documents the large swaths of cultural destruction that are rapidly spreading all across the country. And then Hansen ends with this, quote, all these implosions are not just shocking, but surreal. Why are our government, our corporations, and our popular culture colluding in this mass suicide to the delight of our enemies like communist China? Why, are, why is this happening? Now, end quote. He says, Victor Davis Hansen says it's ha he can see that it's happening, but he can't believe that it's happening. How many people can see something's happening, but they don't want to believe that it's happening? They'd rather put their head in the sand or just look away. I don't want to see it. Lots of people, right? But we got to reach out to those people because we need those people on our side. Hansen wants to know why this is happening. Why is the government, corporations, and pop culture colluding in a mass suicide? Friends, the answer is simple. It's because they've been infected. They've been infected with the woke mind virus, the, the mimetic mental virus, the worm of the mind. They suffer from an infected perception, infected perception, to use the words of CISA director Jen Easterly, as we were discussing yesterday. yesterday. Now, Mr. Hansen may or may not realize all of this. He does correctly point out that all of this benefits our communist enemies but fails to connect with the point that China is being hailed as the role model for the world, which I have documented at length. Thus, while his astute analysis does shatter the illusion that everything is hunky-dory on the home front, it also lacks a full synthesis of the overarching and underlying and currently manifesting globalist agenda. It's not just, well, why are all these crazy things happening? Friends, that's fairly easy to explain once we understand memetics and mental, mental warfare and um, algorithmic manipulations and stuff that, like that. The, the, the real question is, to what ends here? The corruption, clearly the corruption is intentional, as is the public manipulation. That's intentional, as is the skyrocketing mental health crisis. That's intentional. But where are they going with all of this? Where is all of this insanity leading us? The answer, friends, is future Earth. They're leading us to future Earth via the Great Reset, courtesy of the global cabal. All linked, all documented. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. And even though many people are slowly waking up to the fact that something, many things, actually many things seem to have gone horribly awry, there are still very, very few people who are keen to the broader agenda and the sophisticated methods that are being used to institute centralized global governance and the new world 
order. It's the great inescapable socialist surveillance state and people don't even see it coming. Zoiks! You know, humanity is being peacefully enslaved by machines. The majority of minds have already been captured. And the most people haven't even got a clue as to what's happening. But that's okay, friends. That's really okay because it's Friday. And hey, we've got plenty of reasons to smile. I mean, come on. The world may be going to hell in a handbasket, but at least you're not having a bad hair day right now. <laughs> Put a little picture there uh, in the report, friends, of my hair when I let it go wild. I had to go through this period of time in my life where I had to learn how to let go of a lot of things. And part of that was letting go of, of expectations and judgments of myself and realizing, you know, I had this perfectionist impulse, you know, oh, it's got to be perfect. You know, I was the kid that if I colored outside the lines, I just crumple it up and throw it away. It wasn't good enough. I can do better. And that's been crippling that, that perfectionist part of me. It's crippling because I can always do better. So then it's not good enough, right? Wrong. That's not the right way. But I had to go through all of this inner work to come to a place where I could let go of my own baggage to some degree. Right. And Part of that for me was growing my hair out because it's an unruly beast. <laughs> I'm a very fuzzy peasant, shall we say. But I had to learn to accept this is me. You know, this is me. Look in the mirror. This is what I look like. You know, if it was the zombie apocalypse and I couldn't cut my hair, what would I look like? I'd look kind of like a caveman. <laughs> anyway, that's what that picture is all about. And as I was going through this journey, uh, healing my body healing my mind, learning to identify the, the helpful and the harmful habits in my life, the patterns, the cycles of self-induced suffering, my own self-deception, etc., etc. all of this stuff. I wrote a poem one time. It said, how can I be so many of me like light in a bottle? I'm trapped, but still free. I realized I was trapped in my mind, the mental mirage, the illusions, the house of mirrors. The mind is an unruly beast, but the mind is also a tool if we learn to use it. And if we're not using our minds, our minds are using us. That's just kind of the way it goes because our minds have a mind of their own. Our minds have a mind of their own. And it's called the ego. It's the little I. It's, it's the I'm this and I'm that. Nah, 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 nah. You know, that's normal. Okay? There's nothing wrong with it. You can't get rid of it. It's just there. But realizing that it's there, this little voice inside our heads, this little, you know, mini me that's always, you know, uh, steering me toward self-indulgence or, you know, stupid, foolish things. We, we just do dumb things sometimes. And pretty much always it's based on ego's impulse. Never mind that. Through a lot of meditation, a lot of yoga, a lot of inner work, a lot of journaling, a lot of crying. Friends, I'm not going to lie. A lot of crying. I shed a lot of tears over the years, as I'm sure many of you have too, because life can be hard. The suffering can be, you know, painful and real. You know, the struggle is real. The struggle is real, but it doesn't have to be. The struggle doesn't have to be so hard. The suffering doesn't have to be so incessant and constant. How much of our suffering is self-induced? All of that kind of stuff. Even now, in the midst of global turmoil, how much of our suffering is self-induced? How much of our stress is coming from our mind is driving us crazy? Don't let the sound of your own wheels drive you crazy. You know, friends, uh, learning to accept that I'm a fuzzy peasant was a, was a monumental step in my life. And along that journey, I learned something something. 
Peace comes from inside. Joy comes from a smile. Sit and appreciate just being and breathe like it's been a while. Peace comes from inside. Joy comes from a smile. Sit and appreciate being and breathe like it's been for a while. Friends, if you do that, I think you'll find a smile upon your face. It is Memorial Day weekend. I do hope that you enjoy it. Please tell everyone that you know that the commies are taking over the world and resist we must. (laughs) And don't forget to smile when you say that, friends. That is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to find that little heart on the Substack app or the website. Click the heart. You could click a bunch of hearts. You click that heart. Give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. Uh, don't forget you can join the Patriot Club to help support this publication. would be very grateful if you do. And of course, above all else, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with somebody. Share it with anybody. Share it with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace the rest of this fine, fabulous, fantastic Friday. Have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend, friends. And I will look forward to talking to you again soon. 